welcome back to a very special Hall of Murphy. It's been a while, but we are back in action. Your hosts are here. How are you doing, John? I'm great, Joe. How are you? I'm doing great, too. We had so much to talk about. Surprisingly, the San Diego Comic-Con has happened again. It feels like a year went by way too fast, didn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we know it, New York Comic-Con will be here. New York Comic Con, we're still waiting for any news on DC Fandom, which is surprisingly mm. how late it is for any official confirmation. Wasn't it in August last year, I think? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it wasn't, no, it was in October last year. Remember, because oh, yeah, I was on a con October. that day. True. Yeah. I, there's still some time, technically, but with D23 on the horizon, Disney Plus Day, it all depends on Warner Brothers if they even want to do it at this point with the whole restructuring. Some... Some trade, I forget who it was, just mentioned that it's coming, but we've heard nothing about it. So I I do think it's it's interesting that they um only brought stuff that's coming this year to Comic Con. So you yeah. know, we didn't see Batgirl, we didn't see Blue Beetle, we didn't see Flash, Aquaman. So uh I do think maybe there's still a chance they bring those. Uh I mean for sure Blue Beetle will probably definitely be at Comic Con next year, seeing as it'll be a month before the movie releases, but yeah. Plus, fandom would be Batgirl's quite helpful. Delayed. Yeah, I, I do hope Batgirl... I mean, as much as people don't want it, I hope it moves to November or at least early December next year. It, it's it's a tough thing because Batgirl's so dependent on the Flash happening and that getting postponed mm-hmm. for a year is just... It's, it's interesting what's happening right now, especially with a lot of the VFX discussions and these... Yeah. And I, you know, there's probably more to this story than what we know... And it's just so complex, but it's hard to say where Warner Brothers is going with Discovery just pretty much reshuffling everything. Yeah, and and last I heard in its current state, Batgirl is nowhere, nowhere, absolutely nowhere near uh, being able to be released this year. I don't think it definitely won't be out this year. Obviously, I don't know how that why they were ever saying it's going to be out this year because um, it's definitely not it, going to be. People still think it is, and I'm like, no, it's not. I mean, they filmed, I think the problem is, is that streaming has generally created this impression that you can film something fast, do the VFX and get it out. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of the modern day VFX problems is just as much a problem from Marvel, Netflix, and everyone involved. I mean, back in the day, you had your big budget movies with lots of VFX and small productions on TV. Now streaming has six to eight hours of high budget television it's no wonder VFX are slammed and at the same time, the expectations are they film it, they get the VFX while they're filming it. It'll be out before you know it. And mm-hmm. that's just not true. And we're seeing it with Batgirl and blue, Be- I mean, blue beetles going to be effects heavy as hell. Yeah. That, that suit is going to get, um, I don't think it's going to get exactly Spider-Man's, but it's going to get, um, some very, uh, interesting VFX up, you know, uh, upgrades like, uh, you know, uh, it's gonna glow blue, and you know, it's it's basically that suit is exactly what we saw in concept art from Fandom last year. Yeah. So there's like a Which lot of things to uh, work out. Yeah, and I guarantee they're probably gonna like uh, probably gonna shrink that helmet down a little bit. Um, they have to add uh, the wings. They have to add you know him doing using all the weapons, and I'm surprised yeah. we didn't see any, him using any weapons on set. Like you know, just you know. You think they have some slid kind of over? Prop? Yeah. We didn't mm-hmm. see any props. We did see explosions in him running around, but without him. You know, the, the thing is, is that VFX has gotten to a point where you can use it for almost anything. And if you just want to imagine it or add it on, the big challenge becomes for VFX artists with the lighting and making it realistic and not 
but also making it fit the world because Blue Beetle isn't the thing that actually exists with his technology. It's such a mm-hmm. challenge and you're seeing it a lot. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to talk about what, what happened to the Comic-Con panel, but it's, it's always interesting to see how these projects are developing and who knows what else is on HBO's slate. We're still waiting for whatever James Gunn's next project is. Yeah, James Gunn, he... Uh... Uh, I mean, he was at Comic-Con, but he was uh, obviously not at DC because he didn't really have anything to show off, you know, right now. Cause, yeah. uh, but apparently he is jumping into Peacemaker Season 2, like, right when he's done with Guardians. So that's fun. I don't think it'll be out next year. Probably early 2024 at, at the yeah. earliest. I mean, he did um, say I definitely think it'll shoot next year. That. Yeah. I think I think he's probably not going to... I think he mentioned that it's probably going to wrap production on that around April. Let's say around the time before its release. And then jump mm-hmm. into Peacemaker. So it's going to be some time. I mean, uh, it's not even known. I mean, maybe he, he might even jump into one of the other projects he has going on there. Because we have, I mean, I don't, he's not super involved in the Amanda Waller show as of right now, I don't think. Yeah. It's based on what they originally uh, announced with it. I think he was just a producer alongside yeah, a producer. Uh, Viola Davis. And he wasn't writing, but somebody very, very good was writing. Oh, the Watchmen writer, I think, was writing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I now I have name. to check. I can't remember. Either. It's yeah, been, but... we did miss a lot of news. Uh, we, you know, we had Joker to everything happening. Oh. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that, maybe next year we'll see him there. Um, I'm sure John Cena will show up in the peacemaker costume, just like Dwayne Johnson. Of course, we'll get to that showed up in the black Adam costume and a lot, of, a lot of people showed up in their costumes this year. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. We had Chuck Woody show up in the high evolutionary costume. <laughs> so that was fun. But um, yeah, I think they, they, they definitely they, they kicked things off. Well, Crystal, uh, very, uh, Crystal Henry was the writer and executive producer. From okay. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely think that'll be a very promising show. I'm very excited for that. I mean, I, I, at service level, it's like, oh, just a Amanda Waller show. Obviously, it's not just that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um. They kind of, you know, they kick things off here with Shazam 2, which, you know, we all expected a trailer and thankfully, or no, I mean, most people, I mean, no, who, I don't think anybody was upset it got moved up to December. No, not because at all. It's, it, it, no, no, go. It, it weirdly, you know, it, it always made more sense because why did it start filming early last year? Why did it wrap so early? I mean, originally my idea was they, they wanted this to film as soon as possible. So that, yeah. And I, I assumed they were testing it so many times because this movie is tested so many times now. Like, Shazam has tested more than Black Adam, definitely. Um, but it tested really early. tested before The Flash even tested. And I, I all, what I figured is that they were going to try and see what reactions were if they wanted to greenlight Shazam 3 because, you know, the kids are getting old. Yeah. Like, you look in that trailer, Asher Angel is, like, almost as tall as <laughs> Zachary Levi. So... <laughs> Yeah, but that was um, they, that's what they kicked it off with. Shazam two. We got a trailer. Um, it's a great trailer. What do you think it's, of the trailer, Joe? Yeah, what do you think of it? Uh I think it's a fun trailer. I think it's very much more of what made the first one great. It's it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I think Levy deserves so much love for what he does for this project. Um, mm-hmm. I I, Helen Mirren is having a blast, and that just yeah. makes me happy. <laughs> oh. I don't know if you saw. I put it in our in our Slack chat last night, but at at the panel they said Rachel Zegler was playing. 
Antia. Yeah, that's a wrong name, but, isn't it? Yeah, but last night she goes, I can't wait for everybody to meet Anthea, which makes much more sense because Anthea is, you know, is the son of Gaia and Poseidon. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was definitely uh, good to see because that, that was a name I heard she was playing a while ago, so that was good to uh, hear. And it makes more sense for like what some of the stuff we saw in the trailer. She's like the goddess of like swamps and flowers. So that's cool. And I, I assume she's going to be a fun character. Uh, Tegler, you know, still pretty new to acting scene, but you know, she's kind of killing big it. Name, she's though. been in so far. She's been in yeah, almost like, every big brand. It wouldn't surprise me if she'd be in a Marvel project as well at this point, because she's been in oh, yeah. so many big and with uh, hunger games on the horizon. I think we're going to see a lot more of her moving forward. Oh jeez, yeah, cause she's 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 in the DC universe. She yep. she was in West Side Story. Now she's gonna be Snow White, and then she's gonna be Hunger Games. I mean, next she's gonna be another Twilight movie. Or... It's, I mean, I'm, I, I'm trying to figure think now who could she play in Marvel? That'd be kind of cool. That'd be a fun a fun guessing game. I mean, she's I don't know. No, definitely be... an X Men. Ooh, a ro- she could. Be could you ro- see her as Kitty Pride? Kitty, yeah, you know what? Kitty Pride's a good choice. Give her Lockjaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, not Lockjaw. Yeah. Uh, what's the dragon's Lockheed. name? Lockheed. Lockheed. Just, yeah. Give her Lockheed. I think that would work perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely I, think she could be a good... Uh... It'd she be amazing could, she could pull off Jean, too. She could pull off a Dark Phoenix. I think she could. I think we don't... Yeah. You know, I think we've, we've seen her play a little dark... Well, I mean, she's a villain in this, in Shazam too, but... At the same time, I think they're pretty obviously hinting that she's not quite a bad person, and yeah. I think we're going to see that romance part plot point become a thing. I'm what I don't get though is like this trailer just flat out showed her in the golden armor that was like rumored mm. and was seen on set. Yeah, but they never announced she was one a villain. It was just like, oh, it's only Lucy Liu and and Helen Mirren. I was like, isn't it three? Yeah, always? they they were always keeping that secret. And they wouldn't tell us who she was playing for some reason. Yes, you know, and it's not like outside of a uh, Greek mythology history buffs are gonna go, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, well, I originally thought she was not playing a weird, a weird wicked sister because I'd seen the grid and she was listed somewhere else. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Who the hell could she be playing? But obviously, yeah, she is one of the sisters, and she has some pretty interesting powers. Look, when she was, uh, she was moving like the city around with whatever she's got. And uh, yeah. I think one of the buildings hits Billy like right in the trailer. And um, yeah, I think the Wicked Sisters are definitely going to be really cool. Um, of course, Lucy Lou, everyone loves Lucy Lou. Um, it's funny because actually I, I saw someone post this light in Peacemaker. Um, Peacemaker's dad calls the cop Lucy Lou. So technically Lucy Lou exists in the DCEU and alongside Calypso. <laughs> that's that's a that's a hilarious thing. We never get a what was the last time we had a doesn't he look like this kind of actor thing? I don't think we ever got that kind of joke before. There's there's actually an extended cut of one of when remember that one part where Peacemaker's listing off people that um oh, yeah. could have sent to prison instead of uh his father, you list off James Gunn, Freddie Stroma. True, yeah. Like Ariana Grande, Elton John. <laughs> I will oh, put I you says the, the red the red cat from uh Voltron. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love how specific he just suddenly gets on certain things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but 
one thing I have to point out is um, the suits here. The suits, they had such an upgrade. They look so good. The new suits are incredible. I love the detailing. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think we're generally saying with super suits, is that what they're trying to do in these live action stuff is add texture a lot of times? Yeah. Yeah, the, the add of the Black Adam suit looks incredible too. All yeah. the all like the, the, the glyphs on it and stuff. And I love how, um, I'm not sure, I assume it, maybe towards the end it'll get a little more cleaner, but like we've seen different ones where like, uh, bracers and boots are like covered in like black dirt and everything, but all of a sudden, you know, they're they're bright gold, and his 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 lightning bolt emblem on his chest is bright gold, and yeah, it's a really great suit. Remember, I he made them love... go back. Go on. I I generally love the use of the lightning bolt on the chest that it's actually a light mm-hmm. source. That I don't know. Yeah. That's just a great little detail that adds personality. Oh yeah, and I loved. Um... I liked it, and I didn't love it, but I liked that he, um, when they first made the Black Adam suit, he asked him to go back and take out all the muscle padding because he said he was going to do it himself, and I, was, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's just him. That's Black Adam is Dwayne Johnson's film, first and foremost, which could also mm-hmm. become a bit of a detriment for the project, depending on, because yeah. it's very specific, but he's having a blast with it. I mean, the fact that, you know, we can skip to it a little bit. Uh, he he even came in in his costume with lightning bolts and overly dramatic. <laughs> he loves the yeah, world. Oh. He's been waiting for it ten years. He he filled Hall H full of smoke and flashing lightning and. I love the little <sighs> uh, pads they had where he had it light up with his powers. It, it, there are some mm-hmm. nice touches there. I did think it was funny that they went through all that and. They didn't even drop like a full trailer. They dropped like a one minute special look. Yeah, and that was even... it. I mean I mean, first of all, we gotta get out there. Warner Brothers showed up weak as hell with this DCE with this DC panel. I mean, really. I mean, two films. I mean, we get it earlier. We talked about how maybe they're saving things for fandom, but it's like, you know, either show up and show out or don't show up. I mean, look at Marvel. They have D D twenty three coming up and Kevin Feige showed up and he he brought the roof down. I mean, seriously. It's weird that it it's kind of a representation of just where DC Warner Brothers is at the moment, where they're pretty much because we know that uh, I think his name is what Zaslav, who's the new head of, of yeah, Warner David Zaslav, yeah, says, and he's like his focus is and there's like no secret about it. He wants his MCU, he wants the DC Comics mm-hmm. to be their front runner. And the thing is ironic, you know, with the current atmosphere around the MCU's, let's call it sophomore season, the fourth season is always the one where a lot of people just kind of get rattled a little. Like, if it weren't MCU, it would be the DCEU. Anyone wants what Marvel has. And it's weird that either they chicken out because they thought, shit, Marvel's going to come and overshadow us no matter what they do. Or Mm -hmm. they were like, let's just focus on right now because we have the whole Ezra Miller situation. But at the same time, it's like there's they have so many other projects right now. They have they could have teased Joker too, even if it's trying to be artsy fartsy, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's it's just weird that they didn't come with any tease. Like there was no, by the way, one more thing. You know, no, no. This is this has been the perfect place to drop an official still, an official look at uh, Zolo in the Blue Beetle costume. Yeah, uh, a place to offer an update on. Uh... Oh, no, maybe, maybe even a look at at um at a uh, a better look at Supergirl, a, a look at uh, Keaton in the bat suit. Like they keep trying to hide him. We all know he's in the damn movie. Just show us. We've known for two years that he's in the movie. 
that mm-hmm. I still yeah. do not get the strategy of trying to hide. This isn't no way home. You know, this isn't where yeah. no one believed every proof of concept that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were going to be in it. No one believed it. Yeah. We know Batman's in it that you already spoiled it at DC fandom last year. And we're still a year out until it releases. And for some reason you're still hiding it. Yeah. Um, showed us nothing. It showed us, yeah. They could have even showed us like uh, background that keep together, generate some hype there. Um, but no, they only showed up with two movies and they were there for like 10 minutes each. It felt like, um, I, I mean, for it us, just, it, it was just nice. kind of like depressing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But in the end, it was like that's it. I mean, come on, you have a killer slate. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. It's a good slate. You have a Flash movie. You have an Aquaman movie. You have a Batgirl yeah. movie. Nothing on nothing on Black Canary. I just, I don't know. I'm a little worried about certain films like Black Canary that aren't in like and aren't in the motion yet. I mean, it, you know, she's still working on it and. As of right now, we know that Tomb Raider sequel is like just That's dead in the water, not not moving. Yeah, and she was supposed to do it. Oh, what's her name? Misha Green. So, I mean, I have to assume that Misha's going to end up directing Black Canary. Hopefully, if Black Canary gets going, I'm hoping Zazlav doesn't interfere. I mean, look at Wonder Twins. That movie got moving fast. It was going to, it was, it would have been filmed. like halfway through production by now. Yeah, it was going to film. It was ready to film. And they were like, nah, let's get rid of it. I'm like, why is this happening right now? What's this for? I mean, I mean, yeah, Wonder Twins was like, well, that's weird to go with the Wonder Twins. But at the same time, it's like this is, uh, you know, this is what DC can do. Their their universe is as the most unshackled of it all. And DC has a very varied group of characters. So mm-hmm. make the Wonder Twins a big name. Make it an HBO film, an HBO series, something to distract or something to add. But right now, all they're doing is delaying, delaying their productions. And mm-hmm. the, the thing is, is like, where are we? Yeah. You know, like a lot of people, it, it's so weird. It, you don't want to bring up the MCU in contrast. They're very different things, but the discourse around these projects are so different because DC has so little, there's not much to talk about. The Snyderverse discussion is still dominating any DC Warner Brothers Ugh. discourse. Well, everyone over on the Marvel side, it's like, well, well, you don't know where it's going. Now they know where it's going. And it's it's such a weird it's such a weird atmosphere. And I, I, I blame COVID as well for it. I think COVID has changed mm-hmm. a lot. Personal perspectives. I think a lot of people, us including, have become way more impatient about things because we had to sit out for two years. And, you know, mm-hmm. VFX industry is completely slammed. The Most productions that are releasing right now are still COVID productions. And I think a lot of people forget that. A lot of the movies that mm-hmm. are coming out are still produced during COVID high season. The, the biggest, it's it's so weird, like, if you look at the box office, the only films that overperformed the entire year throughout were Minions, Rise of Gru, and Top Gun, Maverick, hmm. which were both productions finished before COVID hit. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Hmm. Did, you, did you see Top Gun? I haven't yet. <laughs> I, I really uh, I wanted it. to it, see it. It was fine. I really want to see it. I think... I, I'll be I'll be an ass. I think it will probably be a very fun roller coaster type film with a lot of emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just I don't I'm not going to pass my opinion on it without having seen it. But I'm I'm excited to see it because I yeah. I do think Tom Cruise has a very strong flair to bring people in the cinemas. I do think that people are surprisingly very forgiving for what he's done in the past. All of a sudden, 
and people are using this one movie being an exception as kind of like the bashing tool of, oh, the end of Marvel, the end of superheroes and CGI fest, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I feared more the discourse that came out of the film than the quality of the film. <laughs> and Mission yeah. Impossible is going to make it worse again. It's, it's, let's be honest. Oh, God. No one's talking about the fact a, that... They really released a trailer. What's up? Yeah. They released the trailer, a trailer. A to... <laughs> That's just insane. <laughs> no dialogue. It, you know what the weird thing is? Is that like we're all kind of ignoring the fact that there's been reports that Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie are kind of holding Paramount by the neck by not finishing production on the first film so they can keep their budget as high as possible for the second entry. And I'm really oh, curious. I, I did not hear that. I don't. I didn't hear that. What's up? There was a, there was a report I think earlier this year that they you know every production of a film is like a company. It's like you found a company, you produce the film, the company then wraps up with the production or the release of a film. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is that they pretty much Paramount is kind of nervous about how big the budget's getting because of COVID and everything. And the first film was already, and they you know they they ordered two movies. The first one is already mm-hmm. really, really expensive. So to not have their second film's budget cut in any way, they're simply not finishing the first film. By not finishing oh. the first film, they can't report on how much the budget would actually have to be required for the second film. And that's kind of kind of pushing that out. So they're filming both films right now. But the one that's the first one isn't ended yet so that's kind of carrying over into the second one and that's kind of creating that's been a very overshadowed as of late but it, it's just interesting because you know tom cruise was seen as this the savior of cinema and stuff like that and it's interesting how cinema hasn't really changed much he's <laughs> uh, an asshole too uh, you know the thing is is that a lot of people the perception is always you know take the auteur out of the film and it's always such a Things are way more complicated than we like to make it out on the internet. And that's always the challenge. It's the mm-hmm. same thing with DC because, you know, there was the the deadline report. Henry Cavill, uh, Cavill, I always say Cavill, Cavill will show, is probably going to show up, announce the future Ugh. of Superman. The internet went wild. Theories, expectations, et cetera, et cetera. It just got crazy. Yeah, deadline's going to take a hit for that. I mean, seriously, what the hell? I mean, why would they even like drop something? I mean, I would never drop something. I would not drop something like that. That I would stay out of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, Killer Brownie points that they got it right, but still, uh, better to stay out of something like that. The crazy thing, as well, on top of it all, is like people. The thing is, him returning as Superman is the perfect fodder for a subgroup, and that you know, which uh-huh. is us, and especially after. The whole uh, bot reports from Warner Brothers and the accusations against Snyder bullying and everything. It's just, I don't know what's going on over there, but it's a clusterfuck. <laughs> it really is. I mean, Zaslav's got a real mess on his hands. Yeah. It, it's interesting how much has already changed, and I feel like he's still nowhere near done, and the guy's probably just sitting at his desk like, what the fuck happened? And it doesn't help that they're so silent. That no one there has even has even like commented anything on any of the situations going on. No. And, you know, it's 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 embarrassing to be honest for them. It's it, like the Ezra Miller situation, they're just they're just letting it keep happening. And they're just not commenting on it. It's crazy. like 
it's crazy how that just kept escalating for what four months there was mm-hmm. one report yeah. after another and it's it's kind of insane but what do you do are you going to cancel an entire film just reshoot the entire film what are you going to do there's no winning in this for warner brothers in any way mm-hmm. yeah no nope. it, it, pushing it back and i'm i'm 100 sure that's one of the reasons they pushed it back as much as they did <laughs> yeah no they want heat to die down it's the only way but it drags every other plan they had after the flash with it including batgirl including Mm -hmm. black canary everything yep it's not fun it's it's definitely a clusterfuck for them it's just and even there's there's where no, there's, there's rumors of uh, even Aquaman is being affected by this because um, apparently there's rumors Keaton filmed scenes for the movie. Yeah. So now you have now you have this, and I guess one scene is actually in the movie, so it just means, um, you know, a plot point is being taken out because um, uh because of all this, because the movie's not going to be out in time, audiences are going to be like, what? That was one thing about the, the Batgirl screening reports. Uh, the movie test screened, and the yeah. audience was reportedly super confused as to why Keaton was showing up and where Bat Batfleck was. But it's natural, because there was no, you know, no overlay into that for anyone. General mm-hmm. audience has... I don't know. I think Disney does it with relatives and, and family. I yeah. don't know how Warner Brothers does it. But like for if they have just random people in there, <laughs> I'd be confused too because I if I don't keep up with the mess that it is, I'd have no idea. I mean, DC mm-hmm. fandom yeah. didn't even show his face. <laughs> if you remember the oh. car, you know, that's a specific yeah. generation. But it's not bringing generations together. It's literally just made for those that have seen the film of 1989. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People would be less confused if Robert Pattinson showed up. <laughs> for real, yeah. <laughs> Which is it's sad. just and moving back to the um, Superman debacle. Um, yeah. Time to recast. It's time to give up. It's time to throw on the white flag and move on. Warner Brothers needs to learn to move on, and they need to recast Superman. Zaslav himself apparently has you know, uh, discussed this uh, in house about how upset the new, um, you know, executives are that certain important characters have been like you know shelved. What Superman? I mean, it's different situations, but look at it this way: uh, Marvel is about to start filming a show about Agatha Harkness the steward to Franklin Richards and Superman face down in the ditch somewhere so that's how I look at it Bat- I mean, DCU Batman face down in the ditch it, it, it's, it's insane that a sequel to Man of Steel has never happened that there was absolutely and the thing is is the whole Snyder situation is literally a representation mm-hmm. of too many eggs in one basket. He did Man of Steel, he did Batman v well, Superman. And then you know when when Wonder Woman came out, we finally had someone else directing and she would carry on, mm-hmm. but a lot of people I, I think still to this day believe that Zack Snyder did all the action sequences for that film. 
Yeah. Which people are stupid as hell. <laughs> Ugh. Um, it's just... God, I forgot what I was going to say. It was really important, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just uh, sad, I guess. I don't know. Because there's so much potential here. Yeah. Like, for it to be something, like, really big. I mean, these are, these are some of the world's big superheroes, and it's just... Radio silence. I, as someone who like Batman is my favorite hero, so I'm always excited. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that we have the Batman and Matt Reeves' entire vision of what that's happening. That's like the only time I think we have a vision in a DC project in a while. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you see how you know Justice League and everything just didn't come together. Like even even Snyder, I don't agree with everything that Snyder did in his films because I feel like his mm-hmm. view of these heroes is just very very distinct. It's it's very bro esque, I'll say. <laughs> it's, and no, it's one hundred percent very bro esque. And you see it how it, you know how it's viewed online. And the thing is, is that like Justice League is one of the most welcoming group of heroes. It should have been easier mm-hmm. than the Avengers ever should be because the Avengers is pretty much a group of mostly slightly powered individuals while the Justice League is this group of mix-mashed people that come together to say, you know, save Earth from something. But it just became yeah, such a myth- and... mythology beast. It was more about the mythology and dark side whatever, especially in the Snyder cut itself that I feel like the Justice mm-hmm. League took an actual backseat in their own movie. Yeah. And that's just a shame. It's, it's um, just a shame. I, I just over time I've grown to uh, dislike certain certain ways characters were portrayed. Yeah, I don't love the the look that they're all gods. They're you know they're god they're the gods among men and they're the gods among man. And it's just that's not the Justice League. That's not Superman. That's not Batman. That's not Wonder Woman. That's not them. That's not who they are. Superman would like hate to be looked at like a god. Yeah. Superman himself has a lot, has really put himself alongside other immigrants. He said, "I'm an I'm an immigrant too." You know what I mean? That's he. He would never be like, "I'm a god." You know what I mean? That's yeah. injustice, Superman. That would say that. And I, I, Snyder did you know a bit go there with injustice. Uh, you know, evil Superman and God, do not do an evil Superman. Anyway, anyway, we have too many of those. People are just people are just so tired of it. I I love the boys. I love Invincible, but let's not kid ourselves that it it is relying on a very big cliche that has been drawn out for way too long. (laughs) I mean, even the boys' latest season, with all its strengths, is mostly just every cliche of a superhero story with evil Captain America facing off against evil Superman. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just... I, I do think, though, it's handled much better over there, but we do have at least one more evil Superman coming. Which is actually, you know, Superman because, you know, Suicide Squad versus the Justice League or Kill the Justice League. It's a very DC loves their long, long titles. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> yeah. But the gaming department's suffering too. We we have Gotham mm-hmm. Knights coming out. And there's been mm-hmm. ever since the first I'm worried about that. I don't know. Like, as someone who's played the Avengers, who has enjoyed the Avengers, it just looks more of the same of that. Which mm-hmm. is for me a I can have a good time with it. But like Avengers selling point for me was I get free characters to play over time. I don't know what exactly Gotham Knights selling point is. And it just makes me wish because the thing is Avengers has no equal outside of Spider-Man, which is a hard comparison, but like Mm -hmm. you're, you're playing, you're making a sequel 
to the Arkham series, one of like the defining video game franchises for comic book characters. And it just, it looks like it, it kept elements, but it's just completely far removed from what made that so interesting. I, I couldn't stick with Avengers too long, to be honest. I, it, the, the, the gameplay gave me a headache. It's, it's, it's a, you know how I say it? It's, if you like that kind of, I haven't played in a long time. I confess. I haven't even touched mm-hmm. um, Jane Foster, who came out recently. Because the yeah, game why are they doing is... Bucky next when She-Hulk is coming out next month? <laughs> I saw, saw they're doing Bucky as an next DLC character. Yeah, it's it's rumored. It's kind of a uh, I don't know. It's kind of it's a Where, mess. Where's the synergy? The thing is with Avengers, for example, is that they've kind of. I mean, if you notice, their original goal is far gone. Like the selling mm-hmm. point for me was that it was like this single player game that would evolve with multiplayer elements. Mm-hmm. And now it's pretty much just pure multiplayer. There's no more yeah. operations coming, which is a shame for me because that was like the thing I liked about it. And wait, no more operations are coming? Like, no. like the Wakanda map? From what I've heard, or at least, you know, in a in one of the dev streams, they kind of hinted that that kind of storytelling isn't happening. What they're doing is they're adding those multiplayer missions to continue the story. So we're having cloning labs coming at some point next month. And then we might get like something that connects winter soldier, but I'm not sure if it's going to be an actual operation or not. It just sounded like they were voicing that they're moving away from that now. Hmm. That's interesting. Which is a shame. And the thing is, is that like with the DC games, Gotham Knights is pretty much a gear system game. It's going to be very similar in that regard. Wow. Suicide That's Squad fun. kills, you know, kills the looks like Sunset League. Overdrive still. It's it looks like Sunset Overdrive, which is fun. But from what I can tell, mm-hmm. the gameplay loop is going to be kind of gear-based as well. Like, that's the rumor. So they're releasing two mm-hmm. games that are pretty much the same ballpark, just with different gameplay bases, which is yeah. odd to me. Why, why not have your multiplayer-focused game? Like, even Avengers at least had Guardians of the Galaxy come out afterwards. You had Spider-Man, Miles Morales before then. So you have that balance. This is just two versions of the same core concept. Mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of strange we haven't seen suicide squad in forever there we haven't had a trailer on that in for a while i think game awards we got one yeah it's crazy and gotham knights i mean whatever they did to red hood hurts me <laughs> i don't know if you saw yeah, the design. soul energy dude <laughs> the soul energy oh luckily luckily there is a jim lee ba- uh, based designs coming hmm you can use as like skins oh thank lord (laughs) so it's it's just it's just weird to me i think like i'm i'm not saying i don't want to play it i think i'll definitely try it out i'll probably have a good time with it but Mm -hmm. what i'm really missing from the game side is the next arkham knight is the next arkham entry oh i feel like yeah "Hmm." no no go on go on go on that's just kind of like I feel like they're they're trying to they took forever to get these games out. I mean, mm-hmm. Batman Arkham Knight, I think, released in 2015. It's mm-hmm. been seven yeah, I years. 
I bought the battering when it came out. Oh, I'm jealous. I wanted to, but I missed the opportunity. <laughs> hmm. But like, it's been seven years for a game of that magnitude, and we haven't, outside of Injustice, I think we haven't had a big DC. Oh, Injustice three. He's still not get telling us. <laughs> we have no clue what's happening. <laughs> now the room is not doing shit. I mean, Justice 2 at least was 2017, so it's not too far, you know, we're not too far away from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it should have, like, normally they release stuff every two years, and 2019 was Mortal Kombat 11. We didn't get anything in 2021, so I'm curious I if this is a not like it. I, I liked it. I thought it was a pretty fun game to get in. Mm-hmm. I like the character designs and I, I always enjoy playing Scorpion, even though I know he's like the basic, basic character. <laughs> mm, oh no, I love Scorpion. He's my favorite character. Um, but one other big problem is that, uh, League of Super Pets comes out next week and there was nothing. There was no presence at all at San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, I know obviously it's a oh, kid's yeah. movie, but still, you know, it, it, yes. it's a comic book based property and you're not doing shit with it at the biggest Especially comic book event of the Dwayne year. Dwayne Johnson there. Exactly. Like he's he's literally there. They made a joke about Kevin Hart. Why didn't they bring Kevin Hart there? <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's it's so weird. Plus, I have to say one thing. This pissed me off after the event. You have the cast of Shazam and the cast of Black Adam there, and you don't have mm-hmm. the two meet or have a confrontation at any they, point or tease anything. They did it after at the Q&A like when they were walking out and talking to press that's when they did it that <laughs> it's annoying it's annoying yeah I hear you no I get I, I said the same thing it's like the perfect so. perfect setup they had it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's, like... it's annoying it's they oh, god and just the whole thing about I think most people were upset when Henry Cavill didn't show up, and obviously, you know, we all had our hopes, we all had our dreams, but it, in the yeah. end, it just gotta let go. It's I think it's time to recast. And you see, because now there's rumors about more Superman possibly coming, more certain, um, uh, like the the way we've seen we've seen Superman in the past few projects, which obviously people are upset about, but I mean. Just recast. I mean, it's getting sad at this point. We haven't, like, we haven't heard anything on the uh, Valzad project. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm probably probably dead. It's probably dead. Very likely dead. We haven't heard anything on, I think, wasn't there also a J.J. Abrams one that was in development? That, that's the one with, uh, what's his name? It's, no, that, that, the first one was, um, that was with uh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. This one is with that one author. I forget his name. Um, Superman. Hold on. I'm Googling uh, it. With Coates. With Ta Nahisi Coates. Uh, Ta Nahisi Coates. Nahisi, thank you. Yeah. Apparently, it's. I don't know. Apparently, it's going. Apparently, the first draft was submitted. So, I don't know. Obviously, we haven't heard anything on it. There's no <laughs> casting. So it, it's weird that the only real DC presence that we're feeling for upcoming release on TV side as well is 
pretty much the Sandman, which has completely removed itself from the DC license. Yes, except for Joanna Constantine and Hector Hall, who are in the show. Yeah, but they also, you know, it's not... It, it's yeah, not I John, it, you know, it, because J.J. Yeah. Abrams is supposedly making a John Constantine series. Oh, but, like... Yeah, the, I don't... Mm. The whole J.J. Abrams it's, HBO Max deal is falling apart because this other big project is not coming together. And then there were reports that they're pissed that they're taking forever while making deals with other production companies. <laughs> yeah, it's, I would be very pissed, too. I mean, it's a bunch of Zatanna. I mean, that movie, I need, I need that movie to happen. I need that movie to happen. Zatanna is a character that really not happen. it. I, I think she, she is a Scarlet Witch level character. She can be that popular. Oh, yeah, definitely. She she definitely she is, is worth more time than Madam Web. <laughs> you know you know you got a problem when Sony's getting stuff out quicker than you are. I mean Jesus Christ! If I swear to God, if we get the El Muerto film before we get a Superman sequel, then we have a problem. <laughs> At this rate, we definitely are going to get an El Muerto film before a Superman sequel or any any type uh, of Superman you know movie. It's possible, yeah. It's crazy, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's annoying as hell, dude. I and we don't even know. Like, there's the penguin officially was announced shortly after Batman Two was confirmed, but we also don't really supposedly have not news. filming now until February next year. So every all on that side is also postponed now. You know, because yeah. there's also no exact date because we don't know how involved Matt Reeves is going to be with that production. We don't know when he's starting production on Batman 2. There's been no casting announcements or anything, really, though I still hope for a Mr. Freeze direction. But there's just nothing. Mm-hmm. It's it's We got the announcement. It's been a while since we got the official confirmation. Yep. I don't know. Zazlav is... Over there, fucking stuff up behind the scenes, probably. Question is, is he fixing things, or is he making it worse? <laughs> as long as he just lets Matt Reeves honestly, do his thing. Mm-hmm. I don't honestly want the answer to that question. Yeah. L- let's be honest, the, the biggest problem nowadays is transparency. And people mm-hmm. know too much, but also too little to actually understand what things mean. Yeah. That's kind of the, um, I mean, like the, the whole thing with Marvel right now is quantity, uh, quality over quantity. That's like the tagline um, for them Mm -hmm. and, and them announcing not only phase five, but phase six as well feeds into that belief. Let's say, well, I personally believe it's, it's, nothing more than a tagline because the internet talks in taglines nowadays. Look at the word mid and how often it just pops up right now. Mm. We used to have, it used to be, you know, more motivating. It used to be more positive lit and all those wordings. Now we're in a more negative headspace, let's say. But yeah, the thing is DC has announced way more projects than Marvel did throughout the last few years. They had the hour man show, which yeah. was nowhere. We have blue beetle Batgirl. We have, Aquaman 2, I, The I Flash. I want the Iron Man movie to happen. 
I, th- I think it's a cool idea. They can do so much with it. We also have, but like the thing is, we have the Stargirl series. We have the with Doom Patrol, which is awesome, and I can't wait for the next season. We have Titans next season. They've been trying to do spinoffs for Titans and have been hinting at it a lot. Oh my god, none of uh, Titans spinoffs are probably never going to happen probably because not. they've had so many ideas for so many of them. Like I think at one point there was a Superboy spinoff in the works. Superboy uh, Red Hood. I think there uh, was a Hawk Red Hood spinoff. spinoff. And then he I left. The... <laughs> he's back for season three. Really? I'm pretty sure. I thought he's sure Jack he's back. Yeah. Is he busy with that? Oh, I'm talking about... no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Red Hood. I'm talking about Red Hood. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know he's back um, for that I... season. Oh, God. Yeah, um, I know, but the Hawk and Dove, they were offered a spinoff show but they turned it down so they could be in season two. And then so, they just went yeah. the direction they went in season three. <laughs> and peace and love. I don't think anybody would watch a Hawk and Dove spinoff show because people really didn't like them on the show anyway. So, yeah. But so yeah, you know, then you have, we, we, hmm? no, not you go on. We can't also forget that DC Warner Brothers also has Peacemaker, uh, whatever mm-hmm. the Amanda Waller show, whatever other spinoff that uh, James Gunn has been hinting at. We have the Arrowverse still ongoing with The Flash. They try to get another pilot going. Uh, some of them just ended, but they were still ongoing until now. Like, I don't know what other people are seeing, but Marvel has offered less content than DC has in the last few years, considering how many shows they put mm-hmm. out per year. But the problem I think is, is that because DC is so disjointed, no one cares to make the connection. Yeah. And Marvel, I think is in a point where you see a lot of people kind of forcing themselves to watch stuff. That's not made for them, but also complaining that the shows don't connect enough while complaining that the shows have to connect more. And it's kind of this jumble like the thing is, is that at the end of the day, both projects have a lot going on and a lot going out. And one mm-hmm. is a bit more focused while the other one has a Batman show, a Batman film has animated Batman shows, has a Batman being replaced by another Batman in an upcoming movie. That's not the Batman, but he's taking over the flash. movie. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it just shows how, how difficult the discourse should is actually in reality. Because, you know, DC's not slowing down. Their movie slate has slowed down a lot. But, you know, we're getting Black Adam. We're getting Shazam. Shazam 3 is very likely going to go into production shortly after that one releases because they and can't wait with the kids. I I do think Black Adam will likely get all the spinoffs it wants to get. That too. Like, they want to do spinoffs. But the thing is, is that for some reason, that's, you know, okay. We I love the freaking Dr. Fate spinoff. I think he looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they cast who they were able to cast. I don't know much about, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, their, their name? Cyclone. Uh, Cyclo- no idea what their character's about, so I'm excited. I You know, I do know my DC history, but I don't know every single character. I know Adam Smash. I'm really I, interested to see what they do with him. I'm not sure if Quintessa's character is shares pronouns with uh, themselves or not I'm hoping you know obviously that's something uh, news coverage wise that would be that would be uh, 
uh, appropriate to know so we can, you know, yeah. respect their wishes. So I hopefully they address that soon. I mean, obviously it's, I mean, it doesn't seem, people would be like, oh, it's not really a big deal, but you know, it's, it's just, you know, being, you know, courteous and being, you know, respecting of that yeah. person's wishes. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's something where transparency is, but nowadays when you do anything, mm. one little article about, you know, LGBT involvement, representation, the whole internet has a freak out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still can't believe that Lightyear was so dramatic over a single kiss and then Thor Love and Thunder oh, just rolled out. It was literally a second. It was a literal second. <laughs> Let's be honest, Thor Love mm-hmm. and Thunder did more. And that had its own backlash. You know, it's it, it's a weird world right now. And it's... I, I don't know. I'm, I want to be excited about DC. I'm excited about Batman. I'm excited about... I want to finally get some news on that stupid Arkham show. Like that concept. A haunted house in the Batman mm-hmm. universe sounds amazing. But even Matt yeah. Reeves' projects have been kind of stuck in the mud for a little bit. Like... Penguin has been produced. I, uh, you know, you don't know where it's going. What are they going to do? There's just not, there's been nothing since that release. And that's kind of surprising because it's, it's been a while since we had, it's been, I think the official confirmation of the second one was in April. Mm-hmm. Not too long after the release. At CinemaCon. That was CinemaCon. Exactly. And it's kind of weird that, like are the spin-off shows going to be in between films is it something that goes on the side but at the same time you're doing spin-off shows that are part of a separate universe while whatever you know peacemaker is a spin-off show of a separate universe mm-hmm. Th- that sounds way more confusing to me than anything that marvel's doing <laughs> they yeah, i think their I strategy it's is just if like... it's a different yeah I just, I, I, I just thinking about the poor Green Lantern fans out there, who just, who just want yeah. like a droplet, and all they get is, <sighs> they get nothing. They get, they get dirt. I love Green Lantern, and I was so excited about the Corpse mm-hmm. series, like the series anthology style sounds so. Yeah, perfect. that show. I don't know what's going on with that show. I don't know. It has to be dead at this point. I'm sorry, it can't. You can't it's... tell me it's still going. I don't know. It's just I have nothing. Literally, they never even cast Simon and Jessica or Brie. True. We had casting announcements. Then the problem is, if at least there was an official, yeah, this is canceled. We're not moving forward with it. Wonder Woman, uh, Wonder Twins was, I think, a surprise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman three is still definitely happening, but who knows when that's going to release? Because I mean. How long ago was the first one? And they're still nowhere near production. <laughs> 2017. And, you know, that already yeah. the second, the sequel already, you know, had its detractors. I was, I confess I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I liked elements of it. I liked the more mm-hmm. Reeves tribute style. I just think the wish storyline could have been handled way better. Yeah. But, that's, that's like the weakest part of the film. It felt like, you know, the problem is with magic, and I think that Doctor Strange also suffered from that, is that you have to have set rules. And if you want to kind of be a bit more creative, breaking those rules can kind of also falter where you're going with the story. And, I mean, you know, Strange at least had Raimi to go, here's something cool that's happening while I wiggle room a little bit with this. Well, Wonder Woman had her saying... 
pretty much using another man's body to have sex with her ex-boyfriend. It's just like, hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they really should have just gotten, if I was Raimi, I would have been like, hey, I want to see the script before I sign on. You know, I want, I want to make some adjustments. I mean, he did say that he co-wrote it with Waldron. I will say that he did say that he had a lot of input on the script. Yeah. I mean, Interesting. Waldron. Interesting. Took, the thing is what I think is a bit misunderstood. And I know Waldron has for some reason become like this big target uh, for some of the goofier moments in that film. But mm-hmm. Sam Raimi said that it was like, the thing is that I think is overlooked a lot is that Marvel studios, big problem is VFX artists because they don't have an in-house they outsource it. So, and this is a little bit of my own experience vfx houses work like any other agency where middle management top management will sell you anything to get that deal and if you're disney you're marvel you're like the big bucks of the vfx industry they're gonna try to sell anything and the problem is we've seen a lot mm-hmm. of vfx artists you know speak out about it but there's also a few that said hey i think we need to misconstrue something that's because their big experience was marvel i got burnt out on another company this is everywhere because they're not unionized no agency in the world is unionized. I worked for an ad agency. There were people fired because they mentioned the word union. Huh. And so you can imagine what kind of environment that is. It's extremely competitive. Some people will extremely thrive through it. Uh, I was in an industry like that for five years, which isn't, you know, it's not, it's, it's actually veteran age for that kind of thing. And I see, mm-hmm. and I can kind of see that the VFX industry is suffering the exact same way where people on the lower end of the totem pole are getting extremely bad deadlines. And with the, with the pandemic working from home with less gear, with worse stuff to work with, we're seeing a lot of games still suffering from it. We're still seeing productions where the effects mm-hmm. and some things are just not where they were before. And the problem is Marvel is just such a dominant force that the VFX stuff is kind of, handled on them yeah announcing more projects is not going to make vfx artists go yeah because it's just more work but the question is bigger on you know how are they being handled there's no one saying wait we can't do that if they go yeah yeah we can do that no problem that's commonly a middle management top management thing because they want the money Mm -hmm. you know that's it sometimes and this is the sad thing about these industries Oh, you work with a big client, so that's your big rep. You don't get salt, you don't get a lot a big budget, you don't make a lot of money, but you're, you know, you have the reputation of working with this client. I worked with big clients in my time, even though I live in Austria, which is a tiny country, but because they're international brands, mm-hmm. you want that on your resume. And that's kind of the thing where the industry kind of eats itself and undersells itself. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bubble at one point or not, but it's tough to say. And the thing is, is that you're seeing that suffering leak through and it's just, it's just a tough market out there. And, and the thing is, is that it's not just Marvel, it's going to be DC. And, and it's, it's just interesting Mm -hmm. how these discourse have changed because we don't understand these markets as complicated as they are. And that's what makes how DC's handling it so strange because Marvel is kind of mapping out where its productions are. They couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did. You ever? I don't know. Are you on TikTok? A little bit, yeah. There's a video. I have to find it again. Uh, a great video mm-hmm. where I was trying to find out myself, and they pretty much did the homework for me. Where they realized most of the productions we're seeing up to Miss Marvel all produced around the same time. Yeah, 
And that was partly due to WandaVision and Falcon the Winter Soldier getting pushed back due to COVID. A lot of the movies they started production on got pushed back. Doctor Strange got pushed back, Mm -hmm. was filming during the time when it was hit. I mean, the whole reshoot situation they point out is because of having to get these actors there. They couldn't get everyone on location because of travel restrictions, etc. Even Miss Marvel pointed out that they couldn't film in specific locations because of that. They had a limited time available. That's why they had to reshoot a mm-hmm. lot. And then the actress didn't have time. Not, I don't, I think the clandestine storyline was cut because of that very issue. Moon Knight was supposed yeah. to film in Egypt. Egypt is one didn't. of the worst <laughs> tourist countries in that you hear about. Um, and they just didn't give them the license. So oh, they really? had last second, they had to turn, oh, wow. you know, a European country into Egypt. That's why you have a single <laughs> sequence where there's a slight over lighting of it. And the thing is, is that what, what we see as, Oh, you know, it's easy to say, Oh, it's cheap. They didn't want to do it, but you're seeing all these stories about how COVID hit these productions because it's not just, Oh, I'm going to call you and bring you on location. Spider-Man No Way Home couldn't just bring an actor to location because with COVID restrictions, every production day, look at Fast and Furious, lost its director every day of that production not moving is at a minimum mm-hmm. of a million bucks. A minimum. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, I think it's just one thing after like, you know, with things now going into production, things will be a lot smoother. Yeah. Knock on wood. That is what mm-hmm. I think hopefully we're going to see moving forward. And we're going to start seeing, I think Disney plus my hope is that those productions aren't hit as hard anymore. I think secret invasion still hinted mm-hmm. that it had some problems. And, and that's kind of the thing where, I mean, this is a weird time we have. I'm pretty much one of our neighboring countries is at war, not too far away from mm-hmm. us. Um, I, my, my workplace has an entire, we have a cafeteria that's being used as a shelter at the moment. Oh, wow. and that's just, you know, those are real world things happening. Um, stories are getting changed because of that. The zeitgeist right now is different. And it's it's weird to see, you know, everything is changing so rapidly that it's really hard for production. I mean, we're talking about 200 million investments uh, going around, having to film these, getting everything prepped. These aren't productions that are filmed, you know, oh, let's do it tomorrow and film this. These are planned probably months in advance if not half a year and more and then being like oh we have to push this back by who god knows how long you have to renew licenses you have to make sure you can visit those locations again etc etc and everything's spitballing which makes me wonder how much money it costs them to push back aquaman the flash now batgirl Mm -hmm. blue beetle that's slamming every one of those productions and ironically, one of their smartest moves was to be, you know what? Let's get a small production film that we can get out potentially faster by re- giving Joker that sequel that it, that I still can't believe is happening. <laughs> the musical sequel, Joe. Get it right. A musical sequel. See all that. See all <laughs> that insight to pull it back to that. <laughs> it, but it's it's <sighs> you know that's the thing about Joker. It's it's a small production in comparison to most others. And that's an Mm -hmm. advantage because it's pretty much like an indie production or disguised as an indie production, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I still, I am not a fan of Todd Phillips personally. 
Um, I think he got a mm. little too snotty for the guy who did the Hangover trilogy to be like, oh, I'm an auteur. <laughs> yeah. That was the weirdest thing during the entire production thing for, for Joker and promoting it, even mm-hmm. though he's just pretty much copying other movies. Yeah. Still curious to see where, you know, the sequel goes. If they really get Lady Gaga, that's a big win for them. That's crazy, because they tried to get her for Birds of Prey and uh didn't obviously they didn't that it's the big question if she's in negotiations it doesn't mean she's going to sign on but if they don't Mm -hmm. get her i think one of the big selling points is that that was who they have envisioned for it yeah and they're they're not they're not filming anytime soon because she's touring for i think the rest of the year yeah maybe at least at least most of the rest of this year so that's going to push back that so. even further as well you know that you know yeah. where do they win at this point what is the what are they trying to they're lucky they have black adam let's be honest dwayne johnson mm-hmm. producing that film makes a big difference it's not too dissimilar from how tom yeah works. because when he gets on something it gets moving it happens yeah i mean he can pretty much front the bill himself if he wanted to and he probably does yeah. for a lot of stuff I'm pretty sure he's the one, which I thought was like a great way to end the uh, Comic-Con panel was for him to give them, give every attendee a free ticket to IMAX. That was a cool move. Mm -hmm. I think that's really awesome. Wouldn't be surprised if it's out of his own pocket. Mm -hmm. But like, that's kind of thing. And the same thing goes for Top Gun Maverick. Tom Cruise was spearheading that project. There's not many actors that have Tom Cruise's influence and money in the industry. Yeah. And no matter how we feel about Tom Cruise or how anyone feels about Tom Cruise, he's pretty much the Kevin Feige of the productions he's involved with. Because he has his vision of how Mm -hmm. it should be. Has its benefits. We have a lot more practical stuff, but the guy's crazy. (laughs) He does some stuff where you're like, dude, who? (laughs) I'm pretty sure those uh, Mm -hmm. insurance bills are the ones that Paramount is scared about the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like that's the thing. If it weren't for Tom Cruise, Top Gun wouldn't have its actors flying actual jets because it's just yeah. too expensive and too <laughs> dangerous Jeez. any other ways. And and let's be honest, modern action stars their contracts would never allow it in normal circumstances. Dwayne Johnson yeah. has a contract that literally says if he gets punched, he gets to punch back because he can't look like he lost. Huh. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Have you have you That's ever heard funny. about that contract? It, it was it was with Fast and Furious that came out, um, mm-hmm. where where he and Vin Diesel their contracts were like they had to negotiate in action sequences how often they yeah. got to win or lose, and it it has that. literally that punching aspect in it, and it's like that's. Just imagine how messy that's got to be with any modern actor nowadays. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Which also paints why so it's, it's it's so difficult. That, the mark, it's so difficult. Yeah, that kind of stuff is so great. It's so funny. It, it seems like, weird I don't to look, us, right? I don't want to look like a bitch. It's just like, shut up. <laughs> For us, it's like, dude, if I get a chance to be in a movie, beat the living shit out of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. As brutal as it sounds. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing where, like, if you're at a certain point, you know, you're Chris Pratt, you're any of the Marvel actors, Chris Hemsworth and stuff like that, you will have in your contract 
your safety clause. You want to be safe. You don't want anything to happen. Some of them have other contracts with uh, marketing firms to sell products with their face. So you can't hurt them in the face. Can't give them a blue eye and stuff like that. And it's just Mm -hmm. the industry has gotten so complicated that it's no wonder that there's a very big dependency on VFX because you need Mm -hmm. to be careful of so many things and risking paying a million bucks because you know, Henry Cavill has, has to sh- shave off a beard and then using F- VFX. Huh. That's like the, that's the poster boy of modern contracting. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been cheaper. If it's cheaper to do a VFX, how much money did Paramount put on that Mission Impossible beard? <laughs> oh God, what a, what a nightmare that was. That was like the discourse to end all discourse. It, I, I believe Black Panther's final VFX sequence was like, it was slightly overlooked, but it was a bothersome thing. But that VFX mm-hmm. shot started the era of VFX is bad. VFX is cheap. Stuff like that. Yeah. And it yeah. just kind of spilled over into Marvel because DC had to take a step back. I, I'm pretty sure yeah, if DC it's... kept up, we would have the same discussion on both sides. Mm-hmm. No, Black Adam God. effects look great. Shazam looks great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think, Black Adam looks really great. I like that the new teaser moved away from the very Iron Man-esque parallels. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, it was a little weird how similar that flight sequence is, was outside of him being, okay, you dead. Yeah, this is the Rock's Iron Man. Pretty much, yeah. And this I think is where the DCEU begins for him. I, you know, if it sells, I wouldn't be surprised if they just use that as the new benchmark moving forward. It's a, I mean, it's the rock. It's gotta, right? Yeah. And he, does the rock ever really take a loss? Uh, not in a while. He's, he's been, I mean, he made Jumanji successful again. Yeah. That's over a billion. I think both. Right. Yeah. I think it the was like might have the... not hit it, but Brett might got pretty close. I got. I. I'm curious. I have to check on the side now. Mm-hmm. You, you love a podcast. You know it's dynamic when we're googling stuff on the side. I'm like, okay, well, how much money does man? <laughs> huh. It's uh... the thing is that Dwayne the Rock Johnson has built up a brand that is him. Mm-hmm. He is that brand, and he knows exactly how to sell it. And you have to respect it in a way. But it's really yeah. interesting how he also has a very specific selling point. It's a lot of films with him and Kevin Hart. He started that trend. If Black Adam gets mm-hmm. a sequel, I would not be surprised if Kevin Hart shows up. <laughs> God, I would be I surprised. Do not Kevin Hart in the I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a cameo in this one. <laughs> uh, I have the numbers. So uh, the first Jumanji made nine hundred and sixty-one million, barely made a, a, a billion. Uh, or very close. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it released at the same exact time as uh, Last Jedi. Yeah, 2017. So very, very... It had mm-hmm. legs, like impressive legs. If I look here... It was a family, it, you know, it was a family movie. It was the first time a film gained percentage going into its second weekend, technically. Wow. So it made $36 million on December 22nd and then added 40% in a second only to lose 26%. It pretty much was the top gun of its time. Like, oh, this is mm-hmm. doing numbers. 
but the sequel only well only you know on a quotation marks only made 798 million so it was nowhere near where the first one Ugh. was but still quite a bomb success. bomb <laughs> Bob, it's over. It's dead. Mid. Mid. <laughs> it's bombed um, and it's mid. I'm I'm still amazed that Nope missed its highest projection. I thought that film was gonna do gangbusters, but it, it opened Did to forty four million. No, it doesn't release here until the eleventh. I am so it, mad. I'm avoiding spoilers like crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I I thought it was fine. I don't I I think love it. I nope is I think the first time where it's a bit more divisive, which is mm-hmm. interesting. It just I think it could have been like, I think it could have been cooler. I don't know. Mm. I mean, maybe maybe I missed the point. I I could have missed the point. I could just be stupid. Honestly, you shouldn't just take my my uh, opinion for it. Honestly, you should go see the movie yourself. It's still it's still very 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 good filmmaking. I mean, it's definitely Peel's biggest film yet. Yeah, it was also highest production budget so. he ever had. Peel mm-hmm. is uh, pretty much on a similar level to not as big from a box office standpoint, but he's he's someone who sells. He can sell mm-hmm. a film, which is I mean, Get Out really, really impressive. Him as... Yeah. Oh yeah, great movie. Get Out is fantastic. Us G- is I don't think it's as great as Get Out, but I still think it's very impressive. And he just has a filmography. Mm-hmm. Three strong films. Definitely. I'm really excited to see his next. Well, I hope I, I can't yeah. wait to see Nope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think. Um, I think someone asked him if he would ever do like a like a franchise or an IP, and I think he was like just flat out no. I was like, good for you. I, I can't see you. him Keep do original. I, I, I'd I'm like to see him a... do a Martian Manhunter movie. Oh, he could do a good Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. The the thing that I always find interesting, um, and I know a lot of people, you know, there's a big subset that says there should be only indie productions, you know, full creativity for the producers and the directors and stuff like that. Though, you know, there's always a debate on the directors are the only creatives on a film production of crews with 300 people involved. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think that where we're going, and this is my hope, with the success of Top Gun and Maverick, with the success of Everything Everywhere All at Once, which has been doing gangbusters considering how small of a release it initially was. And also with Marvel and what they're doing, it's, I hope that we see a balance moving forward between franchisees, IP franchises and original productions. Cause I always say, Mm -hmm. I, I believe that these, they support each other. DC learns from Marvel as much as Marvel also learns from DC. And we're seeing a lot Mm -hmm. of those lessons being learned. Um, Marvel's changing. Marvel grew, took the entire Marvel TV department in, which I think a lot of people also forget that it's not just the same production company doing more. They have definitely grown as a company. But it's Mm -hmm. just interesting seeing what they learn and what they take and seeing more original productions do well. Also, I think slides back into what DC and Marvel can do. And I think the Batman is one of those testaments of that direction, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is it's at its core. It's a Batman story, but it's very much a noir mystery thriller. It's learning from elements from very iconic original films. And I always say that no matter how you feel about blockbusters, you know, big budget movies there, you know, if it has depth or doesn't, the big selling point about it is that for someone out there, some kid 
the Batman is their intro into seven into David Fincher movies, Mm -hmm. into any kind of noir thriller movie. Uh, Thor love and thunder is the entrance for someone to unlearn, you know, learn about comedies, eighties rock metal movies and stuff like that. Find flash Gordon and stuff. No matter how you Mm -hmm. feel at the end of the day, this is a gateway for a young generation to find in iron man, the dark Knight, were my gateway into cinema. They will put me on the path that I could talk about productions in some level. I won't call myself an expert, but I do feel like I have a little insight into it. And I wouldn't say I could be standing, you know, sitting here talking about it. If it weren't for those comic book movies, making me watch 500 days of summer, the inside of Lou and Davis, any Coen brother movie, any, you know, made me actually watch Shawshank Redemption and movies that I just didn't grow up with, you know, going beyond Jaws and Jurassic Park and stuff like that. And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. just something that's very much being overshadowed by the IP discourse. Yeah. And it's why I'm excited for more DC projects. I want to see more DC projects do creative stuff. Give me a flash that does a very different kind of multiverse story than what Multiverse of Madness did, which is also very different from everything, everywhere, all at once. And I'm not a fan of those comparisons because they're just distinctively very different approaches to multiverse storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I hope that The Flash is a very distinctive version of that. And that's the exciting aspect of it. What is on? I can't believe we're in an era where Aquaman made a billion bucks. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, and I, I honestly, I don't know if the second one will do that. Because I think, I, obviously, hmm. it's just obviously there's elements to this one that are that are more prevalent these days. Yeah, that I think uh, will definitely affect this film. I mean, uh, no matter who you you know, whoever you support, and that stupid you know, live broadcasted uh, trial. I just think I know the general public is very anti uh, hurt, which is you yeah. know the thing. it's been a while since the first production i mean the question is that this is always the challenge like even black panther who knows if that's going to make the same amount of money as the first one did especially with the troubles Mm -hmm. that film went through um i think the trailer may have pushed it in that direction because holy crap holy cow that was a strong trailer um but the thing is, mm-hmm. is that what is the selling point of Aquaman with the whole Mara situation with if she's going to be recast or not? Is it, you know, are they going to bank on the stuff from the first one? I, you know, I recently, I, I didn't watch Aquaman when it came out. It wasn't something about the film. I just wasn't sold on at the time. I watched it recently, had a blast mm-hmm. with it. I think it's a fun movie, but I'd say it's just as cheap for me personally. It's just as cheesy, if not at some points, cheesier than Thor Love and Thunder. In some ways, mm-hmm. because Momo is just, you know, yeehaw and everything. His that's his attitude. But it has what Aquaman yeah. has. It has a bit more stronger. You know, it's a bit it paces itself better. I thought the VFX mm-hmm. in that film weren't as strong as some people say it were, you know, and that's kind of the thing where perspectives come in. How do you see it? How do you you know, how do you go into a movie? What is your expectation from it? And I think DC, mm-hmm. as they're kind of pushing out their productions, that's going to start piling on as well. Sorry, I'm going on rants yeah. today, aren't I? <laughs> no, I hear you. No, I hear you. Huh. It's. I'm excited. 
I'm I'm yeah. excited to see. I just I really hope we get the Batman two news. If not now, please give us a DC fandom announcement. <laughs> mm-hmm. But still, Hopefully. even though it yeah. wasn't much, what was like? What was your key highlight for you from San Diego Comic Con? What was like the big thing from DC that you were just excited about? Doesn't even outside of the panel. Just the the I guess you know. The Shazam trailer and the Black Adam like little one minute thing. There was some pretty cool stuff in that one minute uh, look at Black Adam. I really liked the, what we got at Doctor Fate, so I was really happy with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm on so. you with that. I think Doctor Fate was a highlight. Um, I was I was just surprised about that we got the Shazam trailer. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, are not, they not drag December, this out? so yeah, I was like, oh, are they gonna maybe drag this out a little bit? You you with trailers nowadays you never know <laughs> mm-hmm. i i think we're gonna have an exciting year i think black adam's gonna be strong i think shazam's gonna be strong still not sure sh- i think league of super pets is gonna be great for kids still no idea what to feel about yeah. that it's kind of ironic that you know kevin hart technically is part of dc with that <laughs> i god, still have are getting days. oh my god i i will say keanu reeves as batman is hilarious that that mm-hmm. I did like, yeah. Uh, it's just weird how Ugh. little promotion God, I, that film got. Yeah, and you think it'd be pretty big because you know kids love superheroes, kids love dogs and animals yeah. and pet, you know, cats. So they shoved that film under a rug, and it it's a Dwayne Johnson production. So I'm, I'm it's a little weird. It's a little strange. It was announced quite a while ago. Yeah, we had DC fandom teases and everything, but I don't know. I haven't seen many trailers. It's not a big thing over here. Not a single trailer or poster anywhere. If it weren't for us covering it, I would probably have missed it entirely shortly before release. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame because it's a fun idea, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I think it would have been better if they went with more uh, comic accurate pets, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe I'll we have some... some... <laughs> well, maybe we have our big review special of league of super pets <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'll probably end up seeing it i i'm interested in checking it out just just because i wonder if it's going to be fun it, either it's going to be that phone fun... is really good hmm? I, called, oh. I, I went to the theaters last night i saw black phone that was really good oh nice i still have to see it uh it's a little tough right now to go to movies i'm just completely swamped uh. I think it just went on demand too, or uh, whatever it's called, purchase on video demand. That's a shame, though. I think that deserves a longer run. Yeah, it's wild. It's what it's just you know the how things go these days. So yeah, I, I'm I'm curious if the 45 release window is going to be a thing of the past. Personally, it's already it's already faded. Elvis is not going to HBO Max. It's already you know. Yeah, I I think Disney's going to follow. Everything. I think Disney's going to do it this year and then change it next year. That's my theory with them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're they kind of bank... They're banking on it a little, but I don't think it's going to work out as well as they hope it. I, I'm not on the side that it's influencing the box office too strongly, but I do think it affects its legs in some way. Strange had, mm-hmm. you know, horror elements for it, but 
Thor Love of Thunder is seemingly not going to have the momentum it could have. Um, but plus, I think just Thor Love of Thunder is a either you hate it or you love it. I think it's like the yeah. Iron Man three of this of this phase, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I don't know. I, I think DC, we're going to definitely see that Batman was huge. I mean, the Batman did great in the box office, had great legs. And that was like one of the first 45 day window releases. And it was like the biggest stream release next to Mortal Kombat, which I still can't believe <laughs> how that's so movie good. I don't understand it. And it took it's... forever to screen light the sequel. How did that happen? <laughs> and it made like 90 million, like mid pandemic. That's just insane. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Uh, whatever yeah. it is, we'll have su- we're gonna have stuff to talk about. Whatever it is, <laughs> Cole Young will be back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll see you next time when Titans season four returns. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, we're we're gonna have our DC shows back soon. Yeah, I mean, Stargirl's coming back uh, end of August. Doom Patrol will be back soon. Titans will be back soon. We're gonna get busier again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It'll be shit talking again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, poor Red Hood. <laughs> he just won't mm-hmm. get away with me. <laughs> oh, God. But he's gonna have a hmm? <sighs> he's gonna have a whole storyline this season about how he's he needs to be a good guy again and it's just gonna be so tiring. Yeah. Killed someone, but I can be redeemed. God. Good old Lazarus Pit. If you use it oh wrong, you use Ugh. it wrong. God. We we have to say one thing. DC in the Lazarus Pit is like one of the most dangerous plot devices that has been abused way too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they really need to move on from that thing because it's it's too easy to go. All right, he's dead, but we can bring him back. Let's let's go on the journey to bring him back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh god, they're gonna abuse it again this season. Watch, God, fucking they threw. Mm. I, uh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm not getting into it right now. No, no, no. I think it's a good time to wrap up, huh? <laughs> yeah, because I, I will just keep going about Titans, and no one wants. <laughs> we'll keep that. that for another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but John, it's been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if our dear listeners want to find you, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter at wild patrol. And if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me on at that Abel T H A T A B R L. And if you want to stay up to date on anything, DC mm-hmm. comics, Marvel comics, whatever your heart desires, be sure to check out Murphy's multiverse.com. It's been a blast and we cannot wait until next time until then.